Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where it's three guys' take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy, and you, the listeners, are getting a degree in common sense. We are broadcasting from the ERI studio right here in beautiful, not downtown historic Concord, North Carolina. Uh, I'd be your host, Biggin, and how about you? You've got a great show lined up for you, as always, but before we begin, let me introduce you to the second half of this flaky biscuit that's right, I am talking about the pride of Anderson, South Carolina, but most of you probably know him best as the Silver Tongue one, 2016's Honorable Mention Motorcycle Salesman of the Year, the inventor of the Redneck Egg Roll. Give it up on old mic number one. It's Mojo! Everybody, I would probably go out and go ahead and buy all your e-cigarette liquid now. Okay. This is a 911 apocalypse. <laughs> hey, I appreciate you guys tuning in, as always, to the Southern Fry Philosophy Podcast. You can find us on the Twitters and Instagram at SFP Radio. You can also find us on our website at southernfryphilosophy.com that we have playable links there that you can play at work. Uh, for the most part, we are suitable for work unless you work at some Lutheran college who does not permit drinking or cigars or bourbon or something like that. So it may not be appropriate. Um, you can also find us on any, any place that you pretty much listen to a podcast, uh, iTunes, Google play, Stitcher, um, Spreaker, Podcoin, wherever you listen to it, you can find us there. Just go in there, put the old, the old search, uh, bar, uh, Southern fry philosophy, give a subscribe, a like, a share. Uh, most importantly, if you can do a review, Five star that helps us kind of move up. We appreciate the ones who've been dropping reviews on those podcast um, providers, and uh, yeah, we just we appreciate all the new listeners we have coming in. Yeah, I uh, want to say shout outs to our new listener from Omaha, Nebraska. Now I've been watching to try to figure out where all of our new listeners are coming from, and there's a map of the United States. We don't have any listeners in South Dakota or North Dakota. So guys. We got to do the work. I don't think they have, they don't have cell phones. They need internet access yeah. to have the show. I'm pretty sure. Maybe. Yeah. So you think that? that yeah, Bismarck? I think I think they 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 might be behind. Yeah. Yeah, I think Maybe. South Dakota has some serious connectivity. Like my parents were there <laughs> for real, like a month and a half, two ago, two months ago, and I'm mm. watching them on like the Find My Friends app, uh-huh. so I can see like where they are, and they they would just disappear for a hundred miles, and then <laughs> oh, pop wow. up. three uh, days later they pop up and they're. Across the Rockies or something. It's wow. Like, okay. So uh-huh. even like the major, they didn't really take major interstates. But uh-huh. anytime I hear of Omaha, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Uh, Peyton Manning. Nope. Steaks. Nope. First for me is the Mutual of Omaha. Remember mm. the Mutual of Omaha uh, wildlife? Uh, yeah. Thing that used to come on Saturday mornings, I believe. Yeah. After a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you get to see the Serengeti or whatever they. You, you don't think Peyton Manning? Omaha. Omaha. I don't. I don't. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, I guess, you know, Omaha, the thing you hear about Omaha steaks is uh, if you order this, you know, this bucket of meat or whatever, they throw in some free hamburgers. So, yeah. you know, each steak is like fifty nine ninety nine, but you get, you know, a couple dollar hamburgers. Yeah, there's another one. I don't know who's who it is, but they get Trump a, steaks. a free pound of bacon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to have to find this clip and send, talking about this, there's another um Butcher shop out there that mm. does this kind of like mill mill Butcher orders. Box, I think. Butcher Box, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Just saying that. Nah. Yet. But hey, Butcher Box, I like bacon. Mm-hmm. Right? I'll, I'll I mean, take some free bacon. Yeah. Dude, uh, I'm going to have to, for next next week's episode, I'm going to forward you this this other meat company out there. And the spokesman, You, I, I, I can't give any teasers. Okay. The spokesperson is, or it's the not, owner, owner of the company. Okay. I just need to know your opinion of her. Okay. If it's not Gary Busey, I'm going to be upset. If Gary Busey, um, yeah, well, I, I can't even go there. I don't want to insult this person. But. 
All right. Well, this is the episode that's closest to nine uh, eleven. So um, we did this last year, and we'll continue to do it as we continue. Uh, so we'll continue this episode with the playing of our national anthem. Right, so uh, we are back. What, what do you guys? Any thoughts on nine eleven? Any anything you remember? Well, since we about since it? we didn't have Brian last year, producer Brian, mm-hmm. where I guess where were you when it happened? Um, I well, I was. It was my day off. I was uh, working in the swimming pool industry at the time. Oh wow, store manager. You were a pool boy. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> I was the head pool boy. Uh, <laughs> No, so I was uh, at that point. I was I was either assistant manager. I don't know. I was the nineteen year old with way too much. Not nineteen, twenty one year old. How old was, when was that? Nineteen. I said, what year was that? Two thousand eleven. That's still there. I remember. I remember vividly. The only day off really I got during the week. Okay. So I slept in a little bit. I'm like, I just kind of. I don't. And I was, you know, I was young, so I was still uh, living with my folks, and I think I just like. At that time in my life, I was wake up and just like, you know, hit the remote, put mm-hmm. the TV on kind of thing. And I think my mom had said, hey, something's going on. And I'd mm-hmm. like turn the TV on. And I think like a lot of people, I hit the news and I see the plane hit. Like oh, the second wow. one. Like right. like It wasn't the replay. Mm-hmm. It was No, live. this was the one. Like looking out live, there's smoke. Something crazy mm-hmm. just happened. And then boom. And it's just like, what is this? Like, mm. I, it was really, you know, and I was still, I, I would have been 21 at the time. And just, my worldview wasn't big enough to understand any of what was happening. Wow. That. Yeah. Just, uh, I, I think for our generation, you know, 
is something that's all that's going to be that's our Pearl Harbor mm-hmm. as it's been coined. Um, yeah. It I think you'll never forget that that moment has been seared into the cortex of your 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 brain to where I can I can remember smells of that day. Mm. I can remember um, feelings. I can remember exactly yeah. what I was wearing that day. You know, it's just something I'll never be able to forget. Um, yeah. But you know, the, I guess the most talking about the news. I think America's tolerance and digestion for new, news changed that day because I, I was peeled to the TV. You couldn't get enough. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you couldn't peel me away. So yeah, just uh, uh, yeah, just so many memories flood yeah. that day. I mean, my parents were actually in California trying to get back that day. Oh wow! I, everything was grounded. So yeah, it was just a lot of memories from that day for our mm-hmm. generation. And it, but also it's just kind of interesting to see. You know, my daughter was born in 2003, so it's just a history book. It's not a moment. Yeah. Yeah, I, I keep thinking about, like, I think my reaction at, at that age was, you know, kill them all. Well, I think, well. <laughs> I think America, that was kind of the yeah, outrage. Yeah. And, you know, in years, you kept, I kept waiting for, because we'd seen what, like, you know, I'd, I remember the, the Baghdad and the Iraq mm-hmm. war. And it was a pretty swift thing, you know. And then this yeah. fight went on forever yeah. in the desert. You know, like I think that's what I think about is the reaction and the George W. Bush stuff. And, you know, I just remember all those things. Well, I think the the best song of that kind of period, I mean, granted it came afterward, was that Toby Keith right. song. We'll, yeah. You know, we'll put a boot in your ass. <laughs> It's the American way. Yeah, it's the American way. I mean, and that pretty much summed up all our attitudes. And then you, you start to mature and wise up a little bit in a few years, and you kind of reflect and you mm-hmm. see, maybe not. Yeah, you know, what, at what cost? Do we and we we probably could do a whole show on just that. But, yeah, but um, yeah. So, like I said, it's just something you'll you'll build or remember for the rest of your life. Yep. I mean, how okay. about you? Uh, yeah, I was in college, um, and uh, going back to the BSU and sat on the couch and just watched it and cried and prayed. And uh, I remember just getting, finding an American flag and taping it to the, um, the antenna of my car. I remember when cars had antennas uh, and then just driving around just the patriotism that day and the, not to make light of the 2,977 people that passed, but like the patriotism on that day was so strong and mm-hmm. it wasn't black, white, Jew, Gentile, you know, anything like that. Yeah. It was all, for Americans, and I don't, I, I don't think I'll ever forget that moment as well. Yeah, solidarity was big, and mm, you know, yeah. I don't care what, I don't care what color you vote, but I, I really appreciated that feeling. You know, mm-hmm. even though we we had the best intentions, sometimes our our methods are not the greatest. But I, I just enjoyed that feeling where it didn't matter who you saw; everyone was crying, and then you yeah. had random strangers that would come up and give you a hug. Yeah, well that. That was for other people. Me, I just sat in front of my my couch <laughs> yeah, all day right. watching. But um, yeah, so it's just uh, once again, it's just one of those things. I mean, it, yeah. so many lo- people's lives, just besides the people that died that day, were changed that day. People, um, you know, you met Dave last night at the shop, mm-hmm. and um, he saw that in high school and immediately signed up for the military after yeah. that. So you had so many repercussions and pebbles that were thrown into that lake um, that probably their lives would have been changed. Yeah, you know their their course of action had changed in their life. Yeah, so it uh, we'll, we'll never know what it would be like if it didn't happen. Yeah, right? no doubt. Well, I'm going to ask you like I ask you every week, Mojo. I be darn. Tell you what burns my biscuits this week, man. Come on. All right, so 
I, I, you know my disdain for um, joint married couples or dating couples Facebook accounts. Yeah. I, I just do mm. not like it. Yeah. So my outrage is for these couples who do, um, they've been dating for probably two weeks and mm-hmm. all of a sudden they do this couples challenge or like, how best do you know your boyfriend or Ooh, girlfriend? Yeah. And then they'll, what's my favorite food? What is what is his nickname for me? Mm-hmm. Baby. Well, you've been dating two weeks. <laughs> you've probably gone on three dates, maybe. Yeah. You know, so I, I see these things post on Facebook to some of my friends. And I'm like, mm. you just ended a relationship three weeks ago, and yeah. you've had a new one for two weeks. But mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you know this guy is your soulmate. Yeah. I just don't understand it. I'm, I think we need to ban that before we ban <laughs> other stuff. Ban, uh, ban together Facebook accounts. And, yeah, yeah, joint joint Facebook accounts. Yeah. Um, people who sit on the same side of the table drives me nuts. If mm-hmm. yeah, I, there's there's a couple things. Joint kind of, fantasy football accounts. Like, ooh, like, yeah. I've never seen that. But oh that, yeah. yeah, that'd be great. Mm. How you be doing? Um, well, let's go to producer Brian. How are, how are you be doing? So I saw something really crazy today. All right, okay. so um, crazy slash cool, like blew my mind kind of thing. Okay, uh, I'm in the car rider line to pick up my. Kindergartner, okay. which is, if you've never done that, it's a great experience. You should try it. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I'm just kind of sitting there waiting forever mm-hmm. in the car line. And then I see, like, you know, there's a guy, like, mowing the yard. The, okay. Like, okay, he's got mowing. Then, like, a second later, the guy comes up the sidewalk, and he has, he's on a, one of those big, like, zero-point mowers. Mm-hmm. And he's got a backpack blower, like, up, up on his shoulders. Okay. He's driving and blowing the sidewalk at the same time. Huh. And it was just like, oh, wow. That's like the most efficient thing yeah, I've ever took seen. Took it to a whole new, other yeah, level. it was amazing. Well, they, they were like, hey, we can either pay you eight bucks and hire two guys. Mm-hmm. We can pay you 12 bucks and we'll not hire the other guys. He's like, I'll take the 12. I'll do, I'll multitask. I guess, but it was, it was impressive. He's going like, yep. and I'm sitting still, so mm-hmm. it looks like he's going really fast. He's right. just. Driving with one hand and blowing with the other with the back. Things are basically like hanging on his ears almost. <laughs> He's just getting it. Yeah. Now, is this this is a public safety warning. Should you not blow your grass clippings in the street because of motorcycles? Like, is that a um, danger to motorcycles? It is, but okay. to the extreme account that you see a lot like the guys who bush hog out in the straight and mm-hmm. right on the road yeah i mean okay. that that much debris in a road will cause something but like you know the 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 guy who mows his grass twice a week and you get a few little clippings out not really okay. i mean it, but it's better not to you yeah, know sure. i mean for a couple of reasons because you know everyone lives in a neighborhood now so you have storm drain drainage i mean mm-hmm. clipping going going through that and could clog it up but it, to the tune of I mean, you have to have a lot of it, you know, okay. it had to be a perfect storm, really. Yeah. I had a, a neighbor, a, we had like a cookout at my house a couple months ago and she was, I don't know where this came from. They're avid bike riders mm-hmm. and, uh, or cyclists, what do you, no, motorcycle. What do you call it? I think cyclists, I think like tights and like, bikers, yeah, bikers. Yeah. they're bikers, but without the leather. <laughs> um, she was like upset about clippings in the street, yeah. mm. like hurting somebody or something. I don't know. But, it can, it's just. To the degree where you see about posting on Facebook all the time, it it's like I said, you'd have to have someone who had four feet tall, four foot tall clippings in their yard that actually blow them directly and just creating this massive thatch 
yeah. you know, blanket of debris. <laughs> yeah. Well, I stopped blowing my four foot clippings in the yard. After well, that's she, good. She yeah. was in my yard. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, it's just best not to. Number yeah. one, it looks horrible, yeah. you know, on your property. But um, I see, I see so many people posting about it on Facebook and stuff. That's so. what I was asking. Yeah. Just asking. All right. All right. So um, you asked me how I've been doing. Uh, so we've got some really big news at the Biggin household. Uh, this this probably about a month ago, we've uh, been in the process of being another foster parent. And so we are going to be bringing home some point within the next week or two. By the time you get this episode, probably uh, I've already brought her home. But we've got a newborn baby girl coming home into the Biggin household. So fresh out of the kitchen. <laughs> You're right about that. Um, so you have a nickname for her. We do. Uh, we've, we're officially calling her Small Batch yes. uh, for our nickname and our love for bourbon. <laughs> so we are going to call her Small Batch in the meantime, but we are really, really excited about bringing her home. So Yeah, we, we're excited. I'm an yeah. unofficial, official, unofficial uncle. Yeah, you are. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to get some baby stuff out of my house. <laughs> I'm excited because I, I have baby fever really bad. You do. I, I it's, hate that. It's really bad. Yeah, I hate yeah. that. So My wife hates it too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, congrat- she, congratulations. Well, thank yeah, absolutely. Thank you. That's thank awesome, you. man. So I'm sure, again, with the fostering issue, we're not allowed to post pictures and, and all that on socials with faces and whatnot. So probably get a lot of the back of the head shots and whatnot. We so. can Photoshop in like a little bourbon barrel for the baby. <laughs> for should the be. face? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, yeah, that's our, our big announcement. We are new foster parents. Yay. Awesome. Congratulations, man. Thank I'm you, telling you. you. That's awesome. All right. So let's go into some wacky news brought to you by 1812 Barbecue. Hey, if you want some fantastic, wonderful barbecue uh, catered or your next amazing event, check out our man, Eric at 1812 Barbecue. Eric, do you want to talk about what's going on with uh, 1812? You're going to have to get a mic. We've got an event coming up uh, September 28th, Architecture Charlotte. Down in Noda. So you guys come down, look up Barkitecture Bar- Charlotte. It's a uh, a benefit for uh, animals, basically. The architectures around here are putting on a, uh, they build uh, dog houses or animal houses. Mm-hmm. And they, they're they going to auction them off uh, for uh, different uh, animal shelters. Okay. Hold so up. We'll be down there. I don't know how to spell architecture. And you asked me to spell Barkitecture. <laughs> All right. So we- <laughs> we'll put all that information on our show notes uh, for this one. So if anybody wants to look that up, just check the uh, show notes, and we'll be glad to have that information for you. All right, so let's go to our wacky news. So this one we're going to have to use with, no pun intended, some kid gloves. Um, a French company is liable after an employee dies after having some hello time on a business trip. Um, so I thought this one was just interesting. Um a Paris court ruled that his uh, guy's death uh, was an industrial accident um, and that his family was entitled to compensation. Uh, he had um, extramarital affairs while on a business trip, and the company is now liable for the quote-unquote accident. He had a heart attack during uh, the, Intercourse. The, the hello time. Sure. And, man, y'all. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm saying it's like the business is now liable for that. Yeah, the oh, wow. uh, it is. They said that the the provider defended its position by insisting that the activity was normal 
like taking a shower or a meal. Hmm. I will argue with that one. But this is France, so <laughs> oh, maybe you're right. It may be they're things a are a little more, different. They're, uh, they're, they're a little bit more. Their lunches are a little better than ours, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but it, the employee on the business trip is entitled to social protection over the entire time of the mission, regardless of the circumstances. Is that a weird one? I mean, that's that's a weird yeah, one. Yeah, right? I don't normal activity. Um, we I usually have to send out fireworks or a marching band when it happens around our our household. So I can't imagine uh, being a normal activity. No, I, right, I, yeah. I just what else are they going to cover in the you know, French courts? I mean, just whatever, whatever. Yeah, whatever goes. Whatever happens. Uh, Port Port Pierce, Florida. Authorities say that a Florida man has been arrested for. Uh, belligerent for being belligerent and giving his girlfriend a wet willy. <laughs> According to an affidavit, uh, the wife said that uh, he was aggravating her uh, and the daughter. And while she tried to leave the home, he grabbed her by the hand and gave her a wet willy. And he was arrested for assault for a wet willy, a wet willy catching a criminal domestic violence charge and probably kidnapping too. Cause he detained her. Oh, well, it didn't say that. Didn't say that. Okay, well. said that uh, the the wife said that she was, he was a little bit inebriated. He refused and said he wasn't. Mm. But sticking his wet finger in her ear and saying, hey. So so do you think this was like a second degree wet willy or was it premeditated? Oh, oh that's a good question. Like I how mean, severe are the charges be, here? You, it has to be premeditated because you have to put the finger in the mouth. That thus indicating not a crime of passion, but maybe, or yeah. <laughs> did, he, did he make her say "uncle"? Oh, that's a good point too. I Y'all. doubt it. I doubt it. Well, leave it up to Florida. You know, the Florida man. Yep. All right, guys. So let's uh, go into some hot topics brought to you by Watchman Cigars. If you need a fantastic cigar at a reasonable price, check out our friends at Watchman Cigars. Leon, anything from you since you were here too? All right, come on. And the details be coming out later on, but we just signed an agreement with the Duke Mansion in Charlotte, which is one of the largest venues in Charlotte to rent and do events. Um, That event's going to be taking place on October 26th, which is their Sangle Readers and Cigar event. And I am collaborating with um, Red Lips and Cigar Sticks, bring her and her king in to help us out on this event. Um, So you guys will have some details coming up on my website soon. All right. Awesome. (laughs) So the website soon, huh? Is it really? Yes. So I can now you say watchmancigars.com. You done got professional. Oh, All right. About time. We've been busy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. So, okay. So last week, you recall, we did a restaurant bracket. We've got 64 teams. And out of our East Division, the the top four are Hardee's, Popeye's, Cracker Barrel, and Waffle House out of the East Division. Now, out of our South Division, we have got Raising Canes is going to be up against Bojangles. Culver's is going to be up against Outback Steakhouse. The problem is, is we also have got to get the West and the Midwest Division. So, gentlemen, let's begin with the West Division. We've got Subway over P.F. Chang's. Subway over P.F. Chang's. Well, I don't know why Subway is the number one seed. The number um, of restaurants. Uh, well, oh, number of restaurants. Okay, I got you. Well, if, if we're basing it solely off I need a bowel movement, I would vote Subway. <laughs> but uh, going off of flavor, I'm going to go uh-huh. with P.F. Chang's. 
I'm going to have to go P.F. Chang's. Yeah. The tiebreaker. Subway, they're only, the only reason they're popular is because they have stores literally everywhere. everywhere. Like, if there's, they have Subway. They have a store inside of a store. Right. Well, usually, yeah, they're, they're, they're like store parasites or something like that. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's more Subways in there, America there than there is, are McDonald's in the world, probably. There is, <laughs> there is Pakistani villages that have, like, rival villages, they will have a Subway across the street from each other. Yep. And if it's so fresh and everybody's going there, why are we not healthier as a country? It's not mm. fresh. Uh, anyway, all right, so we're going A&W over White Castle. A&W over White Castle. If I was ba- basing, basing this solely on bowel movement, <laughs> <and I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> this is a show title. Yeah. <laughs> A&W, only thing A&W has going for it is the homemade fresh root beer. I don't even know if they, they do that anymore. They do. Do they? On draft. Yeah. You can get it on ice cream. Right. Have a float. That's the only thing going for it, though. But it's White got Ca- a decent burger. You see, White Castle, you kind of feel like I can, I can eat a dozen of these. Mm-hmm. I mean, it only amounts to be like two burgers. Right. So, you know, but you feel like you ate 12 burgers. So. Yeah. And yeah. White Castle is also a treat for us here in the South because mm-hmm. we don't have them here. So yeah. you have to travel to find them. So That's true. I go yeah. White Castle. Well, the, I guess the analog to White Castle is Crystal. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know that I've ever had a White Castle that wasn't the kind you get in the freezer section yeah. of the grocery store. Yeah. Yeah, that's is it better that's than, not, is it, Okay, Is it better than Crystal? That's the I, I think so. I think, I think so. so. I'm not. Yeah. They have a different mustard, I think. I'm going, well, it's uh, also, but, yeah. it's, it, but Crystal... Burgers are a little bit more soggier. I do like the soggy. I'm not saying I don't mind, mm-hmm. but it, there's just different levels soggy. Yeah, but Crystal has still has a place in my heart though, because that was that Crystal is like you go to Waffle House to sober up, and then you go to Crystal's afterwards. So, oh, wow, I was, think, yeah, I'm going A and W because I don't like steamed hamburgers. That's what okay. I love. Mm-hmm. They're like steaming okay. on the griddle. I just can't do that. All right, I'm gonna override that and go White Castle. <laughs> <laughs> um. Zaxby's versus Mellow Mushroom. Um, Full disclosure, my vote is going to be Zaxby's. I love me some Zaxby's. Do you like their salads? I do like their salads. <laughs> salads That's what great. gets me is those salads. Uh, I get so excited about their salads. Yeah, the Texas toast. The mm-hmm. mm-hmm. hey, only buddy. thing I don't like about Zaxby's is their overuse of the Z and everything. You know, Sensational. I give you that. It's like, it's like their Mick. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's the Mick. Careful. Mick. Mick. Tender or yeah, whatever, mix, right. mix, mix salad. There you go. Can we get our McCrappy with a McShake? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like Mellow Mushroom. It has good pizza. Yeah, they do. They also, yeah. I, I, I'm not a vegetarian, but they actually have a really good vegetarian sandwich there. Oh, okay. And they yeah. have the, like the local, like you go to different ones in different places. There's like some local spin on the pizza. Yeah. And they also use like 100% organic uh, tap water from Mars or whatever. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go well, Mellow Mushroom. All right. so. <gasps> wow. Ooh, this is hard. Unfortunately, uh, if my kids were listening to this, they would, you know, probably cut my. Do we want to bring in the rest of the group, yeah. or are you going to make the? Official? I like Zaxby's. Let's do Zaxby's. All right, Zaxby's for the win. Kidoba uh, over Lee's famous recipe. Wow, is there any Lee's still available? There are some Lee's. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. It's well, it's not as good. Well, I think it's better than KFC. Lee's, I think so. Lee's is the but KFC is not shooting high anyway. You know how we always talk about the basic white girl? Mm-hmm. Lee's is the white people chicken place. And I don't like white people chicken oh, places. Well, I, would, I don't like that. I don't want to eat there. No. No. Like, I just don't. It don't make me feel warm and fuzzy. Okay. I don't like Cadoba, but I don't like white people chicken either. So I like Cadoba <laughs> more than I like white yeah, people chicken. Yeah, okay. All right. So we're going to do Cadoba. All right. I, is, I it, like- is it Cadoba or Cadoba? <laughs> <laughs> 
Steak and shake over Applebee's. Steak and shake. You can get pancakes and a hamburger. Well, the good thing about steak and shake is the bag they give you with it. That way you can either throw up or use it to wipe your <laughs> rear end when you get down the road. And, and you can also use the same for the hat. Well, Applebee's has dollar Long Island iced teas. And great, oh. you have to drink 12 of them. Right. But, you know, but uh, also they have half price appetizers after 10. Mm. Okay. You can take a whole family. You can, you, can, you, can go, you can go on a date for two for 20. You can have all you can eat pancakes for $1.99. Long as they give me a bag with it to either puke <laughs> or poop in it, I'm all right. So you're going to go Applebee's? I'm going to go Crapplebee's. Steak and shake all day. Steak and shake. I'm going to yeah, go steak and shake. I, I do not like Applebee's. All right. I, I'm not saying I do either. I'm just saying. That, given the yeah. choice, I mean, yeah. Right. I'd rather go to that white people chicken place than go to Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making an audible call on this one. Panera over... And this is going to be a strange one. QT, the gas station. Oh, QT. I love me some QT. Give me the QT. I love QT over the Panera. What'd you say? The QT oh, pizza? QT breakfast, breakfast pizza, pizza, man. That's where it's at. Oh. All right. So um, Panera over QT. I think we all agree. Well, on I, I got to get my vote. Okay. All right. QT. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I just want to be a part of it. No, huh? I appreciate it. I like I'm at my household. Little Caesars over La Rosa's Pizzeria. Now, I have to tell you, Little Caesars, I'm going to give you guys the inside scoop. If you have not had the cinnamon pull-aparts at Little Caesars, those are literally the best dessert out there on the planet. They are fantastic. Um, Little Caesars. The pizza's horrible, but I like the, I like the cinnamon pull yeah, little see, little Caesars has a little place in my heart mm-hmm. because back in the day in the eighties when they first came out, the little commercial pizza, 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 pizza mm-hmm. yeah, and then um, the crazy bread. So oh. I, yeah, I do like the crazy. So, bread. but they they fundamentally have changed. But mm-hmm. I, I have to give them a small nudge over that because I mean, you still okay. can you you can eat some crappy food for about six bucks. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So are the cinnamon. Are they better? Have you had the Domino's cinnamon? Much things? better. Better than that? Much really? Because really. those are good. They are doused. These have like a whole jar of cinnamon on them. So it's n- like, This oh. is even more than that. Wow. It is incredible. So my advice is stop at Steak and Shake and get a bag and then go grab a Little <laughs> Caesars pizza. Uh, I'm going the not Little Caesars personally, but okay. you judge. Uh, I don't gonna, even know what this other place is, but I hate their pizza. Okay. That matters I'm going to pull Little Caesars. You're going to pull Little Caesars. Wendy's. Oh, gosh. Wendy's over Captain D's. There is a secret society of over 70-year-old white people who keep Captain D's in business. I, I just don't get it. <laughs> is, is Captain D's the one with the little, like the little battered things? That they just no, that's, in there? Or is that Longhorn? That's Long, that's Long, Long John's. John's. That's Long John's, yeah. yeah. Okay. <sighs> Captain D's has? That's right. They did. They went to like a rice pilaf, and yeah, you can get like a lobster roll for three dollars, right? Okay, so let me on the way home from the studio yesterday. <laughs> I don't trust a three ninety nine lobster roll. I'm just saying, my confession. This is my confession. Right. On the way home from the from some place in some location, I'm not Iraq. Be able to Chirac. name now. Uh, I stopped by said <laughs> Captain D's. And had said three dollar lobster rolls. Now to be fair, <laughs> it was three ninety nine. So it was four. Okay. It was pushing the four dollars. Right. It was two for three ninety nine. Two right? for three ninety nine. <laughs> Guys, I've been jonesing that thing ever since I ate it. Oh, it man. is so delicious. Lobster? It's not lobster. Oh, it can't be. 
I mean, it's like it's like the you know the imitation that like you no, get the it's crab. crab meat. It's probably like the lobster's cousin, distant cousin, you know, from Alabama <laughs> crawfish. So <laughs> the crawfish, but I, it's a po'boy. It's not, it's not a lobster roll. <laughs> Listen, I I understand your all's un, unbelief, but it is on this bread that is it is buttery and sweet and delicious, and then they put some you know lettuce on it, but then the the lobster is good. It was delicious. Just, so just hearing you talking about it makes me want to run to the bathroom. Okay. Just want to say that. All right, Wendy's. I'm about to go. I'm about to go Wendy's because <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, I, I, I just, knew I would be crucified for that, and I get no, that. No, I'm not crucified. Totally I'm just saying hey. things I trust more. You know, gas station sushi. Right. No. <laughs> you know, salad sandwich maybe. Hillary <laughs> making a call at 3 a.m. I mean, these are things I trust more. Guys, I'm not saying that I'm going to stop by there on the way home, but I am. Well, so all right, that. all right. On your way to mm-hmm. said Captain D's, yep. I would stop and get a bag from Steak and Shake. <laughs> <laughs> Just a suggestion. All right. So let's, uh, hot topics. You want to talk about e-cigarettes? Well, I think it's just kind of interesting. We, mm-hmm. I got involved in a conversation today oh, with yeah, uh, a mutual friend of ours. And, mm-hmm. you know, this. so we got this, uh, I guess President Trump is moving to do an executive order to ban mm-hmm. the flavors of e-cigarettes. Okay. Like, or uh, my understanding of what I've, what I've read. They're it's trying going, to get rid of like watermelon, sour apple, <laughs> those type of sweet flavors. Isn't that right? Pina colada. Pina colada. I, I, the, the whole gamut. Okay. Yeah, so pretty much. I, I So my understanding is they're trying to basically ban uh, the flavored e-cigarettes. Okay. Um, there has been a couple deaths uh, that have been linked to uh, said vaping. Okay. Um, Melania Trump had actually uh, put a little bug in uh, President's ear about possibly banning this because um, there has been some negative repercussions. There's things that syndromes come out, quote-unquote popcorn lung, things like that. Um so yeah, I just I got into a conversation about this today, and um, I I don't believe in banning it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think it's probably mass hysteria. I they've had what uh, anywhere between three and six deaths now have been related related to direct vaping. Um, three to six. Three to three to six. And okay. is there any? Do they say like where they were getting their liquid from? See, that's the thing. Or is it like the, home because people make it themselves. Yeah. Right. There's, there's recipes on how to do this at home. Um, you know, I think a lot of these large, am I a proponent of vaping? Absolutely not. I mm-hmm. think it's, I have a special connotation name. I call people that vape a lot. Are you allowed and, to say that on the air? I, I'll say it and you guys can, uh, you can edit it out or whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> I think people that look like, it looks like they're smoking on a douche flute. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we'll edit that out. <laughs> so, uh, you know. Because it's it, in your emails to Mojo and SFP. Radio. Well, I mean, because you got the look, you got the classy ones like the individual <laughs> sticks, like jewels or whatever, and mm-hmm. then you got these ones that look like they're honestly trying to play, uh, a, you know, brass in a Tijuana band or something like that. They're out there <laughs> with their vapes, and you know, now they have these things with the superchargers where they can blow smoke. It looks like they're you know transfer Off truck, Magic yeah, Dragon, exactly. So, but um, yeah, so we got in this kind of discussion with mm-hmm. I got discussion with people that um on his on his Facebook post and. Yeah, just I don't agree with it. I think um, people when we start making laws regarding people's emotions, we, where where does this end? We have this now society of soccer moms mm. who've learned how to helicopter parent over everybody, and just because they have the feel bads, and you know the my my Johnny is going to go out and do something, we got to ban it for everyone. Um, look at the things we ban that are still around: heroin, 
texting while driving. You know, we 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 banned liquor in the twenties, mm-hmm. and we no, had more well. deaths from yep. homemade liquor and black market liquor than we did from liquor liquor that was made legally. So you can make your own like nicotine mm-hmm. stuff at home mm-hmm. and, and put that in your little vape yeah. and smoke it. Okay, yeah. So but that's know, probably not a good idea. No, and you know, see, I, I once upon a time we had a health food store uh, mm-hmm. in the early two thousands, and that was kind of we we got into it, lasted for a while, got out of it because of just some of the regulations that were they were proposing in the market. You know, granted, you can go out and buy a vitamin, said vitamin, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden some startup company comes out, and you know, you, there's no really efficacy, efficacy checks and stuff like that where people are actually double checking products, making sure they're what they said they are. Yeah, that's the negative part of it. But just because you have a few bad companies out there producing, you know, putting sawdust. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> a few companies out there putting sawdust in pills and selling it. What are you doing? Your hair, like the way that your headphone is at, you, got, you, got you a, look like Johnny Bravo. Oh, <laughs> <nice>. TV show. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. I'm going to post that. <laughs> That's fine. Right. Let me get a different angle for you. Me, uh... hey, remember the old cartoon, Johnny Bravo? Yeah. All right. I never yeah. saw it. I'm no. just kind of like my Lion King. I've never you seen You should be proud, though. Yeah, exactly. You, it's, but a, no, it's a good show. Ooh, I like that. It's a good quaff. <laughs> but, uh, no, so I, I, but the, the vitamin industry was about right. to be heavily regulated. It would put a lot of people out of business. You know, um, the I think the vaping is not all about vaping. I think it's the tobacco lobbyists who are... Mm kind of ticked off that that they've lost sales of these a lot of these vaping guys and and for the rebuttal though they stopped you couldn't use the camel in the cartoons because it was drawing kids to it right in this case it's also kind of drawing kids to it based on the flavors and mm-hmm. and whatnot so i mean we regulated it before nobody put up a fight now regulate trying to regulate, regu- regulate the advertising right well i mean you know but just think but about how many product, people yeah. Just think about how many people we, the vaping industry industry has probably saved people that have stopped using cigarettes, tobacco, loose mm-hmm. leaf, you know, that are now vaping because yeah. of that. I mean, so I think you're going to see an uptick in tobacco sales because people that have stopped using vaping are now going to go back to tobacco. Yeah, I saw a headline today that said nicotine addicts are switching to cigarettes to get off mm. of e-cigarettes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Interesting. It's, it's it's more, I mean, vaping is pleasant, I guess. It's real smooth, it's real easy. Like, like, there's no, like, the, like the cigarettes, I, I've smoked for a long time, and then mm. I did that a little bit, and, like, it, if you if you don't think about what you're putting in, you mm. know, you yeah. know the, it's, yeah. that's the scary part, but it feels different. It's like, you know, cigarettes are, like, harsh, you know, mm. you smoke that, and then you go to, it feels clean. It's like, yeah, it's a different. Yes. And then, yeah, if it tastes like a cinnamon roll, yeah, right. helps a little bit, you know, helps at home <laughs> too. <laughs> Luckily, you don't get the diabetes from the smoking 12 cinnamon rolls a day, I guess, right? Mm. No, I, I, we would we become such a nanny state. We yeah, love our government to tell us what we need and what's best for us. I agree. You know, we've, yeah, we had three kids who died. Okay. I'm so sorry for that. But I guarantee you, we've had. Three soldiers commit suicide or mm-hmm. from PTSD right. in less time. We've had, you know, we've had three three kids that have died in car accidents due to texting. We've probably had three kids fall into swimming pools. So should yeah. we divvy up the pool water out of our yards and go turn that into? Your frustration is just the lack of awareness for everything else. 
and more government regulation. I think it's knee jerk knee jerk yeah. reaction no, as always. And you know, of course, um, you know, people will take it out to the most extremes. Where this is what the free market gets us. This is why mm-hmm. the you know liberty gets us. We shouldn't have these freedoms. I mean, this is kind of basically. I'm just summing up a conversation I had today. Right. But yeah, just it it ilks me. Yeah, no, I I agree. We need less less of uh, the regulation and more daggum common sense, which is now a superpower. All right, so let's go back to our Midwest bracket. <laughs> oh, what a segue. I know. We're going to go back to that. Taco Bell, and I'm going to make an audible over Hardee's. We haven't had Hardee's on here, so I'm going to— Haven't? I thought we did. Right. Yeah, we did. Hardee's is the oh. top. They're the Whoop. Sweet Crash 16 that. right now. All right, so Taco Bell versus Papa Murphy's. Yeah. Have you had Papa Murphy's? Yeah. I have, I have not. I have. I have. You it's have? uh, okay. it's they make you work for it. A yeah. little bit. I mean, <laughs> it's take home. It's take and bake. Okay, it's, all right. It's not bad. I was, okay. I was, I was pleasantly. I got it for free an event or something. Yeah. But, uh, I was pleasantly surprised. Okay. By Papa Murphy's. It is good, mm-hmm. but it is the most overpriced thing well, that you got to make yourself. Mm-hmm. I, look, I'd rather have sweaty, sweaty Guido Mike back there tossing the hand tossed dough of the New York pizzeria than okay. this place. So. Yeah, and you, so you make your own. I, well, that, no, you get like it's like almost like the Harris Teeter. You know, you go get the pizza. Okay, it's cold, and okay. you just stick it in the oven. Like you yeah. have to cook it yourself. And it comes like cookie dough. You make cookies. You yeah. Can, like, oh, okay. It's, okay. It's but still though, you're 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 basically paying them mm-hmm. more money than you would at a normal pizza joint. Wait an extra thirty minutes yeah. for your pizza. What yeah. is, what's the yeah. place where you got a, the melting pot? Why do I have to go and pay mm. money to cook my own food? I don't. Yeah. That it's ingenious. That. Throws me. Hey, Leon, open a cigar roll, 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 uh, rolling factory. Do and your own cigars. Have, yeah, people pay, have people to pay to roll their own cigars. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what are you, <laughs> you going to charge me next? I can go back and do the dishes and I can get like a free dessert? I mean, hey, come on. We can have Eric do that. Hey, here's a go. pork butt. Now you got to wait 16 hours. <laughs> All, right. All right. So it's up against Taco Bell. Which one are we going to pick on that? Taco Bell versus Papa Murphy's. Well, Taco Bell has a special place in my heart because I used mm. to go get the mild packets of sauce and add it to my ramen noodles on my broke mm. broke college diet yeah. budget. So I, I got to go Taco Bell. I, I can't get away from their breakfast. That crunch wrap oh, to yeah. me makes me happy. I don't like Taco Bell, but mm. I keep finding myself in the drive-thru. <laughs> right. right. Like, <laughs> I don't like this, but like there's a, but by I'm my house, like- there's a Chick-fil-A <laughs> next to a Taco Bell and I drive up. Fully intending to check Chick Fil A, and there's 30 <laughs> cars in the drive-through, and there's two in the Taco Bell line. That's the reason why Taco Bell put a Taco Bell there. Uh, there I mean, overflow, and then you know, t- after 10 mm-hmm. or yeah, a certain time of night, it's one of the only places to get anything that's that not true. the Waffle House. That is uh, true. Firehouse. Why would why would you want anything else but the Waffle House drive-through? This uh, is like okay. quick, you know, I want to eat nachos in my car. That is true. Firehouse or Cheesecake Factory. Cheesecake Factory, yes. Cheesecake Factory. They, their meatloaf is pretty damn good. I'll so. go Cheesecake Factory because of the cheesecake. The cheesecake isn't that good. I want to say that but right Firehouse now. Firehouse doesn't have cheesecake. But they have good sandwiches. They have meatballs, man. Come on. Mm. <laughs> Five guys over chilies. My baby, 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 baby back. I, I like me some Five Guys. The only thing that I like at Chili's is their chicken tenders. Now, they do. They, they, yeah, they do a cal- like a calabash style chicken mm. tender. Chicken crisper, yeah, the, yeah. Like the soft batter one. Yeah, yeah, those are good. I'm going to get five guys, even though that's the most expensive cheeseburger you're going to get. Oh, yeah, the, the regular, which is actually a double. It's like eight dollars. Yeah, they're they're. And then you get a three pound bag of fries. Their hamburger math that doesn't add up. 
you know, regular, double. I mean, it just don't yeah, add up. A little is a normal human size. It's like a toilet. It's like toilet paper math. Yeah. I just don't understand five mm-hmm. guys. Math yeah, but either. for like simple quality quality ingredient, oh, what no, you're no, getting, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. nothing on the menu, but the thing you get on the menu tastes really good. Yeah, so I'll go they do. They do a singular. Yeah. They do a single good item. You know what I'll do is I'll go to Steak and Shake and get a bag, <laughs> and I'll fill it up. I'll fill it up with all the free peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> well, like the fries, you know, you get doesn't matter what size fry you get it. Right at Five Guys, you get a bag of fries. Yeah, yeah. All That's right, it's ridiculous. Jimmy John's over Denny's. Jimmy John's or Denny's? Well, I've gotten food poisoning twice from Jimmy John's. So I'm gonna Ooh. go Denny's. I'm gonna agree with that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go Denny's too. Again, yeah. the Grand Slam. Yeah, I mean the. It's open all the time. Mm-hmm. Good breakfast food, yeah. good lunch food. Moon's over Miami. Anybody? <laughs> oh, yeah. I got you. <laughs> I'm picking up what you're putting down. Arby's over Long John Silver's. I'm about to go Long John Silver's. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's a shock. They're uh, chicken planks. I, I grew up on those things. Mm, yeah. I chicken do. Two plank. fish, one chicken. That's my yeah, go-to. Yeah, and the crunchies. Yep. Crunchies. Oh, yeah. mm, it's the crappies I don't like. Um, I'm going <laughs> to go with... Uh, what was the other one? Arby's. Arby's, they yeah. have meats. They used to, um, back, the five for five was my favorite thing. You know, the thing that I love inflation. about Arby's is the Jamocha shake. Oh, yes. And that thing is going to be the winner. That's yeah. going to put it Jamocha, over the there's, They have some good shakes. Arby's. Um, this is this is not even a question. <laughs> Chick-fil-A <laughs> over Bob Evans. Pass. <laughs> well, we even, I can't even believe we're actually talking about this. It's not. I'm just, Chick-fil-A, it's an of course, option. Chick-fil-A. KFC over Domino's. I think they're owned by the same company too, aren't they? Yum. Uh, that's Pizza Hut. No, Pizza, Pizza Hut. Oh, Pop- yeah, yeah, yeah. Pepsi owns whatever that three letter thing is. Uh, yum, right? Yum. Okay. Yeah. Not, uh, not yum. Uh, what was it? Oh, Domino's. Yeah. K- uh, Domino's? I'm going to go uh, KFC. Mm. Just because uh, me and a, a delivery driver almost got in a fist fight one night. So I'm going to go. <laughs> Have you seen that there's a Jim Gaffigan bit about Domino's? Mm-mm. It's really funny. <laughs> I forget what it's basically it's talking about. All the different thing, kinds of bread you can get. Uh, so, you know, we don't oh, have yeah. enough bread. So let's put <laughs> a side pasta bread. in a bread bowl. <laughs> and that was enough. Let's have some bread for dessert. It's, it's hilarious. I did see that. One. Uh, all right. Chipotle over Boston Market. I'm about to go Boston Market, man. There's sides alone. Cream spinach. Did, did you see the, the article a couple of weeks ago? They're giving away like a ton of a side. Like if you get enough points on their reward oh, system, really? you can get a like ton of your favorite side delivered to your house. Wow. Like lottery stuff. So you, can either, you can either get it all at once, like to swim in, <laughs> or you can get it like a cup at a time over the rest to, of your life. I was about to say, that would be a, that would be a, a contest I would not want to win if they deliver it all at one time. Because no. I'd be, I'd be going to call my mom and see if she got any extra uh, country crock leftover butter containers <laughs> so I could, put, <laughs> I could put them in the fridge. Yeah, but it's like a dollar a point or something. So you have to literally spend $10,000 to get your ton of wow. sheet, whatever it is. How much yeah. would it be if you were just to order a ton of that, I wonder? I think I'm waiting there once, so. Yeah. Uh, All right, so let's let's narrow these down real quickly. Chipotle win that? I don't even uh, know. I, I was going to vote Chipotle. I, I said Boston Market. Okay, wow. It doesn't matter. All right, so Taco Bell over uh, Cheesecake Factory? Anybody? Uh, I'll go Taco Bell. Taco Bell over cheesecake. Taco Bell. All right. Um, uh, Taco five- Bell was voted America's favorite Mexican restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> five guys over uh, Denny's? Yeah, I got five guys. Five guys? Producer Brian, wavering? I mean, um, um, 
Uh, five guys. All right, we'll go five guys. Arby's over Chick Fil A. Oh, yeah, not, even. not in this room. Uh, Domino's over Boston Market. I like Domino's. I'll go Domino's. Ooh, I was gonna go Boston Market, even though All I right. did have a fist fight with it. <laughs> All right, on the on the west, we'll we'll close this out. P.F. Chang's over White Castle. I like P.F. Chang's. They're lettuce. I'll give you that. Rolls or cups, whatever they call it. Uh, Zaxby's over Cadoba. Zaxby's. Zaxby's. Uh, Steak and Shake over QT? QT? Steak and Shake over QT. Oh, no. Now we got a battle. Man. Battle Royale. I got to go QT because you can have a cheeseburger or you can have a Mm. pizza pizza and also a bag of beef jerky and and buy a pack of batteries. <laughs> that roll, that roller grill, just by itself, man. All right, every day. Q- QT is the just drinks, surpassed. Steak and shake. The seventy-nine cent ice cream cone. You can just no, walk you're right about just, that. I, I, you're right about that. Uh, Little Caesars over Wendy's. Uh, Wendy's. I'm gonna go Wendy's. Wendy's. All right, the Sweet Sixteen. We have Hardee's, Popeyes, uh, Cracker Barrel, Waffle House, P.F. Chang's, Zaxby's, QT, and Wendy's. Then on the other side. Raisin Cane's, Bojangles, Culver's, Outback, Taco Bell, Five Guys, Chick-fil-A, and Domino's. Tune in next week, and we will go all the way down to the championship game here on the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. We'll be right back, and when we come back, we have uh, Alan McCoy with Hook, Line, and Heroes. He is our special guest. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Hey, everybody. I really do hope you love Southern Fried Philosophy. Did you know that you can actually get paid for listening to this podcast? I know it sounds insane, but it's true. We just discovered this free new app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. Here's how it works. You listen to podcasts and you earn PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin into gift cards like places like Amazon or Starbucks. Or if you're a good person, you can even donate that PodCoin to charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you do. Download the app right now on iPhone or Android, and I have a special code for you. Simply use our code SOUTHERNFRIED and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. And if you listen enough to us on there, you can get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card on us. So go ahead and go listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast on PodCoin and sign up with code SOUTHERNFRIED. It'll change the way you listen to podcasts. All right, so we are back. You're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. And with us in studio, we have Alan McCoy from the nonprofit Hook, Line, and Heroes, an organization that is uh, awesome. Just, Alan, go ahead and tell our folks what what this is about. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you uh, giving me the opportunity to be here. Hook, Line, and Heroes is a, a nonprofit organization that serves our PTSD and wounded veterans. We prefer to call it PTS, but... PTSD and and wounded mm. veterans to to get them out and provide recreational and uh, and uh, spiritual relaxation through fishing. Uh, we we uh, we believe that uh, just getting out and into the beauty of God's creation and 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 relaxing is is a start to the healing process for mm. a lot of our veterans, whether it's PTSD or uh, being wounded, a lot of our a lot of our guys uh, have become shut ins since mm. they've come back from uh, from combat, and uh, you know it's just uh, one of the, one of the things that I see and have seen since we formed the uh, the nonprofit in two thousand 
17 was that uh, our country's kind of become numb to war and numb to the to the guys that have come home that are wounded and even for the most part numb to the guys that are coming home today yeah. you know unless it's a big uh, a big helicopter crash or or a battle where where multiple multiple guys are have lost their lives you really don't hear about it today yeah and it's it's not in the news and people don't pay any attention to it and uh you know these guys need love they need appreciation they need to know that that our country cares about them still and our country appreciates what they do uh, you know we lose 22 veterans a day to suicide mm. you know you were talking a minute ago about uh about the uh, the vaping and so forth, and and we lose twenty two veterans a day to suicide because of uh, you know sitting around and uh, and and feeling lonely and feeling guilty for for the things that they've done in war, and mm-hmm. uh, you know they get depressed, they get withdrawn, they get anxiety, and they really feel like in a lot of cases that that nobody cares. Right. So yeah, I think uh, I think that's probably one of the greatest um, failures sometimes as a society is that we uh, are quick to send people over and our best and brightest and youngest and bravest overseas to, to obviously heroically fight a war on, on other shores, other land, other sand. That way it's not here, here at home. Um, But we do a crap job sometimes of when they come back and what to do. You know, we've failed, um, we felt a large, large portion of World War II veterans. We felt a large portion of Vietnam veterans, and we constantly see it now with the guys who have come back from Operation, you know, Iraqi Freedom or Desert Storm, Desert Storm Two, whatever you know, uh, moniker you want to give them. Um, a lot of these guys have not just bullet wounds, you know, but they have the holes of the soul where things that they've seen, um, you know, people not just seeing. St- devastation that maybe a bombing has done, but, you know, also the, the forces of evil they, they were fighting and them coming through and pillaging whole, you know, communities and uh, just soldiers having to come in and do that, you know, see that. Well, we've got 3.8 million servicemen with service-connected disabilities in the United States. Wow. 3.8 million. 3.8 million. Holy and, wow. you know, we're we're – getting to the tail end of the World War II era. Uh, our, our World War II veterans are, are starting to leave us, mm-hmm. uh, and a large percentage of those are, are Vietnam veterans and, and uh, Gulf War, uh, Desert Freedom, you know, all of the wars that have been going on. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I grew up in a in a household. My father was a was a D-Day survivor, World War II veteran, went in on the second wave on Omaha Beach. And we grew up with shell shock, which is today's PTSD. And so, you know, I had a very a very um, high knowledge of it before it actually got called PTSD mm-hmm. because that's mm-hmm. something that, uh, that we live with today. And, uh, you know, you don't even have to be in the military to have PTSD. Right. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different traumas that cause that, but, you know, to be a service connected disability, uh, service connected soldier 
with a disability and to sign on the line uh, unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Eric is here with us from 1812. Eric was in the Marines. And, uh, you know, these guys don't ask. They just do it yeah. because that's what needs to be done. And, um, you know, to come back and, and, and society just turn their back, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that breaks my heart. It, yeah. it, it really does. And, uh, you know, that's kind of how we got started was, you know, I lived through the Vietnam War. I was a teenager through Vietnam War and used to sit like, like probably you guys did and uh, watch the body counts and watch the news every night and, mm-hmm. and see that everything was going on. And then, uh, you know, then the, the Iraq war and, uh, you know, we started seeing a lot of the same things and then, then, uh, it continued and, uh, you know, I started seeing how society was treating these guys Yeah. and, um, you know, I thought, you know what, something's got to be done somewhere. So, you know, the, uh, the long story short, um, you know, after a lot of prayer and, and a lot of consideration, um, you know, the Lord put this on me and said, you know what, uh, you got a passion for fishing and you got a passion for the military. You love our country and, uh, and you love our veterans. Mm. You love the Lord. Let's put it all together and let's, let's, uh, let's do something that's going to have an impact. Nice. And, uh, you know, that's where we are today with Hook, Line, and Heroes. And, um, <clears throat> I think, we do a better job now as a society though, you know, where, you know, when going back to the nanny state, we expect the government to take us to war, but we also expect the government to fix our guys when they come back and, and gals who get injured or, you know, have the PTSD. Um, but, and that's where we failed a lot of the previous generations of, you know, combat vets coming back. I think our generations now, um, are doing a little bit better because you have people that step up. They, they see a need in the community. They don't want to wait for the government to do it. So they, therefore they create an organization. There's a great organization out of Houston called Camp Hope um, that does a phenomenal job. And this is all private donations. This is not government funding. I'm sure you're not getting a check from Uncle Sam, are you? Not, so, no, not at but, all. So, but you, you saw a need. You felt you filled a void. You know, God called your heart to do this, and you filled a void. Um that's aspirational. I think um, that can inspire a whole set of people just to jump. I mean, you don't have to have, um, you know, you don't have to have training. You don't have to have this. You have a boat. You like to fish, and yeah. you fill fill a void. And there is something about being on the calm of the water mm-hmm. first thing in the morning, um, before the hustle and bustle and and that peace and that tranquility and serenity that can, you know, can happen out there. It's kind of like sitting in a deer stand too, you know, same Absolutely. thing. Because I, I yep. definitely don't go out there to kill anything. I'll sit out there and, you know, <laughs> here, sit out there. The exactly. Yeah. I'll I, go out there and play Candy Crush. Because I'm, defi- <laughs> I'm definitely not going to uh, uh, see any deer with my uh, stets and cologne. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. There, so. Well, the good thing about, uh, about what we do, first of all, uh, I don't take the guys fishing. Uh, you know, I want them to have a chance to actually catch a fish <laughs> and, um, you know, I love to fish and, uh, I've grew up fishing in South Florida and, uh, it's, been, it's always been a passion of mine, but, you know, aside from the fact that, that we're getting these guys out on the water and getting them to relax, 
uh, where we want them to catch something. We want it to be a memorable experience mm. for them. You know, one of the things that, um, that uh, is called out in our, in our flyer and on our website at uh, org is, you know, we want it to be an unforgettable experience for them. We want them to, to get out on the water and relax. And then the other piece of, of what we really want to do is we want to, we want to develop a community with these guys. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the, fishing organizations that are out there and there's a lot of great organizations that are out there, uh, did a lot of research, uh, before we formed hook, line and heroes. And, and what we found a lot was, it was a lot of group events, a lot of, you know, let's get 20, 30 guys together on a, on a drift boat and take them out and, and fish with them. And then we're done. Thank you. Let's move on to the next Mm. event. And, uh, you know, for us, it's, it's, it's about quality, not quantity. Okay. Uh, you know, we do a lot of things above and beyond taking them out fishing. You know, we want them to walk away from, from the day of fishing with, uh, hopefully two recreated passions, or at least on the way. The first is to, to start fishing and, uh, and keep fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the other is we give them a Bible and a daily devotional. We want them to develop a relationship with Christ if that's what they choose to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if they don't want to do that, that's okay. But, you know, we're providing them with that opportunity because a relationship with Christ will help them get relief mm-hmm. from a lot of what troubles them. Sure. So we give them tools to do that. We uh, from there, we keep in touch with them. We've got, uh, uh, up until this point, I was the outreach director and the <laughs> outreach person. Um, we've got uh, an outreach team that's starting up here in the next week. Nice. And uh, we're going to be contacting each of our veterans that we've taken, what we call alumni. We're going to be calling them once a month, make sure they're they're okay, make sure that there mm-hmm. isn't anything that they need. Uh, I've been doing that for the last year and a half, and it's oh, wow. it's gotten to the point now where it's it's just too big. Yeah. Um, you know, I work a full-time job during the day and then I do hook, line and heroes too. Oh goodness. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, a it's a, a lot to do. We also have, uh, alumni events where we get them all together, let them fellowship with each other, let them develop relationships. Mm. We do newsletters to them to, to let them know what's going on. So there's a lot more to it than just, Hey, let's go fishing. Uh, hope you had a great time. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, you know, we want to keep that relationship going. We want these guys and gals. We haven't taken any, uh, any women out yet, but, um, you know, we want them to know that somebody cares about them and that we continue to care about mm-hmm. them. That's because women talk too much on the lake. And can't, can't, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Emails again to Mojo. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I'm not a veteran. I, I couldn't serve. They wouldn't allow me due to my health history, but, um, my understanding of talking to a guy, a lot of guys who, who um, have had trouble reintegrating back into um, life is that that constant head on a swivel, um, fast paced, twenty four seven, you know, seven days a week uh, mentality. But this band of brotherhoods. So these guys are looking for a community yeah. to be to belong to, a community that understands them. Absolutely. And I think you know organizations like yourself and other organizations that do a good job of that. Mm-hmm. And kind of keep their community net. This is that's part of the healing process. I mean, I couldn't imagine going from 
you know, being deployed for two years, 18 months, whatever. And like I said, going full tilt 24 seven and all of a sudden come back and you're like, Oh, I got to go get a job now. Yeah. I, I just couldn't imagine that. And like you said, being with those same guys 24 yeah. seven and then coming home and you, you may not have anybody. there. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't imagine being that so connected to being that disconnected. And we've talked about multiple times on the show that community is so powerful and that mm-hmm. we have to be part of that. But these guys may be coming back and not have those. those yeah, they may not have a community that at community. all. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, those guys, and I mean, Eric, uh, Eric, who's sitting here next to me from 1812 barbecue, uh, Eric can test too. you know, being a tanker that, you know, those guys that are in your platoon or those guys that are, that are in your airplane or those guys are in your tank or whatever, uh, those guys become your family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's what creates a lot of the trauma for our, for our veterans when they're in combat is, uh, is seeing their guys get blown up. Yeah. Um, you know, I took a, I took a gentleman fishing down in Florida in, in July. And, um, you know, the first time I met the guy, uh, he's got, uh, besides his physical wounds, he's, he's got severe PTSD. And he told me, he said, you know, I've had, I've had my guys die in my arms. Mm. And, um, you know, he says, how do you come back and re-engage in society when you've been through that? Yeah. And, uh, you know, so what happens is they go to the VA and the VA pumps them full of drugs and says, mm. okay, you're, you're good. Or the VA come, tells them, come back in six weeks. Come back in six weeks. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, you know, we took this guy out fishing. I've developed a relationship with him. Um, and he and his wife actually now have reached out and they want to open up a hook, line and heroes chapter in Florida. That's oh, awesome. Um, you know, it's, it's meant that much to him. Um, you know, we've, we've had situations where, uh, where we've had uh, veterans that haven't fished since the Vietnam war. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And you know, one of, one of them carries his rod and reel in his car now. Mm. You know, he sees a place to fish. He pulls over and he dips a line, man. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. So, uh, you know, it, it, things like that mean a lot to these guys, and it, and it, it means a lot for them to know that there's um, that there's an organization and a team, the Hook, Line, and Heroes team, that's that's committed to helping them. Yeah, and uh, and committed to the future. Uh, you know, and that. That's, that's why we're here. That's, you know, I feel like that's the reason that, that God told me to do this. Uh, you know, I've got a huge heart for our, for our military. I've got a huge heart for our country. Um, you know, huge heart for the Lord. And it, it, you know, it tears me up every day to see some of the stuff that our country's going through. Mm. And, uh, you know, if we can help a small part through our organization, then, uh, you know, we're having an impact. So you mentioned, uh, was it that you went to Florida? Yes. To do that? Yes. So do you just pack up and you go to different cities or Yeah, when uh when we interview uh you know, we have a vetting process. Uh we on our website, uh, people can go on and nominate. They can either nominate a veteran or a veteran can nominate themselves. Um the the nomination form comes to me, I reach out to them and uh talk to them a little bit and then we send them an application. And part of that application process is they have to send me a copy of their DD-214. They have to send me documents, documentation that proves that they have a disability, mm. um, you know, 
driver's license and things like that. Uh, because believe it or not, in two little over two years, we've had almost ten people try to uh, try to get free trips. Oh my gosh! Yeah, stolen valor. Huh? Yeah, and uh, you know, well, well, either that or either, and I won't say it's stolen valor. Okay, but when you have to provide documentation, all of a sudden you're not disabled. Oh, okay. Or or you might they might think they're disabled, but they haven't been diagnosed by a doctor. Gotcha. Okay. Kind of thing. So uh, you know we have that vetting process. Uh, once that's through, then then I reach out by phone to the veteran again, and first question I ask them is, you know, where would you like to fish? You know, mm. what what would be your dream fishing trip? Oh wow. Um, you know, our goal is is to again to to provide an unforgettable fishing experience for mm. them. Thankfully, so far nobody said I want to go to Costa Rica sail fishing. <laughs> <laughs> if they did, I'd say, yeah, me too. <laughs> you know. But um, hmm. you know what what ends up happening a lot of time, like I mentioned, is you know, guys haven't fished. Hmm. You know, and 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 they say, you know, I haven't fished in 20 years. I don't know. You know, so then we'll give them examples of of where we've been, what type of fish we've taken guys mm. to fish, and uh, and give them an opportunity to to make a choice if that's what they want to do. Hopefully, no one ever says Captain T's. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> they have the lobster roll. You don't understand. <laughs> Where's been like some of your cool experiences or places that you've gone fishing with those folks? Well, the coolest place was Sebastian in in Florida. Okay, uh, and we did that in July, and um, the veteran. We didn't catch a lot of fish. But we caught big fish. Uh, the veteran caught a um, about a thirty pound. It's called a snook, mm. which is a um, which is a um, <laughs> just lost the word. But anyway, it's a it's a sport fish. Okay, and uh, they fight a lot, and they're really good to eat. <laughs> and uh, it just so happened that that in this particular place where we were at, there were giant Goliath grouper. Oh wow! And so you had. You had snook, and then you had Goliath grouper, and then you had the surface. So if you hooked a snook, you had to get them through that sea of 500-pound Goliath grouper, or they, or they would just go and just suck them up. And then it, and then it's like being hooked to a Volkswagen on the bottom. <laughs> I mean, you just don't move them. So, uh, you know, we only caught about four fish, but it was just a blast because we probably lost six or eight to those oh, wow. to those big grouper. And, and, so that was where Sebast- it's called Sebastian Inlet. Okay, it's uh, it's about forty minutes south of Melbourne, Florida. Okay, so between, down really down south. Yeah, okay. between Melbourne and and Stewart, Florida. Okay, and Sebastian Inlet's uh, highly known in the world for their trophy snook fishing. Wow, it's a it's a real big spot. So you know we've done Lake Murray in. In South Carolina, we've done uh, Lake Hartwell, South Carolina. We've done um, Lake Norman. We'd, we've done a fair amount of trips out of Charleston. Mm. Um, red fishing primarily. We're supposed to do an offshore trip on the 28th of this month. Um, I'm doing. A, I'm actually doing a redfish trip this Saturday down there. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, so it's, you know, most of the times it, it, it's up to the guys, but they say, you know, I haven't fished. You know, dealer's choice. Yeah, yeah, dealer's choice. So, yeah, I give them the options. I say, you know, what would you like to do? Mm. Um, 
more often than not, it's it's Charleston or Lake Murray or or, or someplace like. I'm that. hoping one guy goes. You know what? I want to go fishing and right off this nude beach. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be down south Florida. Yeah. It'd be yeah. my luck. It'd be the wrong nude beach. But yeah. if you get my drift, mm-hmm. do you uh, do you take your own boat? How no, does- I do not. We uh, we charter a professional okay boat captain and and their boat. Like I said, I want them to have a above average chance of catching fish. I don't want them to uh, to catch really small fish. Uh-oh. And um, you don't want them to just have a really good time. My job there is to is to make sure that they're having a great time and, uh, you know, make sure they have everything that they need while we're on the water. Mm. Awesome. So. Tell us about a, a story that just won't, you'll never forget. Well, um. I think for me, the 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 one that has hit home the most, um, a couple of months ago, I had a, a a veteran that we took out that was in a wheelchair, and uh, I have a I have a boat captain on Lake Murray that has a a big pontoon boat that's wheelchair accessible, and I knew that he's a pretty big guy in the wheelchair, and I knew that I was going to have trouble myself. Hand, manhandling him down the down, you know, get him on the boat and all that stuff. So I called on one of our Purple Heart veterans in the uh, in the Charlotte area, a guy by the name of Jesse Gladney, who uh, who had been on one of our previous trips, and um, so he went along for the day, and through the course of that day, to see those two develop a bond together. Uh, you know, for me, that was what it's all about mm. is to see those two guys get together and, and start sharing stories. I mean, they can't share stories with me. I, you know, I wasn't in the military. Mm. Uh, I don't understand what they've gone through. I have compassion for them, but I don't understand. So, yeah. so for them to start sharing stories and it, and it got to a point that the fishing was no longer important to them. It mm. was just that camaraderie one with another. Mm. It's probably my favorite story. And then the other one is the Vietnam veteran that hadn't fished since, since Vietnam and now is fishing all the time. Awesome. What more can be said? What what can we do as civilians that is not doing hook line and heroes to help the vets? Is there, is there something that, that you see that, the average person can do or should be doing the biggest thing that that i think can be done is if you see somebody that's in uniform or you see somebody with a vietnam veteran hat or a korean war hat just shake their hand and mm-hmm. say thank you you know if you're in a restaurant and you see somebody buy their breakfast pay it yeah. forward you know just a little bit goes a long way I mean, you know, I've, I've been in airports and, and seen soldiers come off of airplanes and and just walked up and said, Hey man, thank you. And had these guys break down in tears. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, it means so much to our soldiers, uh, both, both male and female to do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, the appreciation is, is a, is a very big thing for them. So, you know, that way they, they're being recognized for what they've done. Um, you know, uh, 
one of our one of our slogans is is serving those that uh, selflessly and unconditionally served us. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, the only way we can give back to them is by showing appreciation. Yeah, no doubt. So, where can people get connected to you? What um, they can. Our Find web, out more information. I, I'm sorry. Our website is, uh, again, www.hooklineandheroes.org. And, uh, you know, if you go on our website, you can see uh, our list of sponsors. You can see our board of directors. Uh, you can see just what we're all about. Yeah. Basically, it's got our story on it. If you want to take a look at our, at our trips, uh, you can see pictures. We post pictures from every trip. Nice. And, uh, and you can see that on Facebook at Hookline and Heroes. You can see it on Instagram at Hookline and Heroes as well. Uh, we try to post, you know, when we're, when we're out doing something, this will be posted on there. Cool. And, um, you know, we, we just, we, we need the public to, to be aware. Sure. Uh, yeah. You know, we, we need them to be aware, you know, we're a hundred percent volunteer organization and, uh, we're we're very low, about uh, less than five percent. Actually, probably two percent administrative costs. Oh wow! Ninety eight percent of what we do goes so right back to the veterans. It's a little bit less than March of Dimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not, I won't mention some of the others, <laughs> but uh, no, we want it that way. All kidding yeah. aside, um, you know, I, I, we don't need overhead. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about them. It's not about us. I'm not mm-hmm. trying. I mean, yeah, I would love to be able to do this full time, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to do it for a salary. That's yeah. not why I do it. And, uh, you know, so we're, we're a hundred percent volunteer. The only, the only real administrative cost that we have is, is having flyers printed and, and, uh, you know, the cost of the website and stamps. Yeah. That's, that's really about it. So we're, you know, we're hundred percent volunteer. You can go on our website and donate. Okay. Great. Um, there's usually a, a link on Facebook to donate if we're doing something on there. Um, you know, we also have a monthly giving program called Healing Heroes. If somebody wants to sign up for uh, for that, they can do uh, auto withdrawal nice. and uh, just make a make a, a ten dollar or twenty dollar or whatever donation every month. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's another way. And then we run we run things throughout the year. We do fundraising and things that okay. are that are listed on Facebook. We've got a real big fishing tournament coming up in November here on Lake Norman. Oh, nice. At a pinnacle access. It's called uh, Fishing for a Mission. <laughs> this will be our second year that we'll be doing this. And uh, that flyer will be up on our Facebook in probably a week to 10 days. Okay. Uh, we're in the final final stages of that. So, uh, you know, a lot of opportunities to to check us out and see what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, a lot of different ways to to donate money. If there's corporations out there that want to be uh, be a sailfish sponsor, as we call them, which is a corporate donor, <laughs> um, you know, they can even get an opportunity to go with us on a fishing trip. Nice. I mean, there's a lot of different things that uh, that we offer to, uh, you know, to get people to support us. Well, Alan, thank you again so much yeah. for coming in. And, thank you for your passion. Um, your passion. And then most importantly, the love of Jesus, you know, that, as you said, will will heal. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing that can heal. So. Thank you again for, for being faithful to his service. Thank and, you. Uh, for, uh, so. yep. Thank you, guys. Appreciate the yeah. opportunity to come on the show. Yeah. Yeah. We appreciate you guys tuning in as, as you do every week. Um, please go to our Facebook page at Southern Fry Philosophy. Doc, or Southern Fry Philosophy. You can go to our website at southernfryphilosophy.com. Once again, we have our playable links there. Um, so they're suitable for at work. 
Um, you can also, wherever you basically listen to your podcast, iHeart, Spotify, PodCoin, wherever. Just go there, give us a like, a subscribe, a review. Just hit us, hit the five-star rating. You'd appreciate that. You can, you can, you can pretend it's not, but we'd like the five stars. <laughs> how we move up in the old algorithms um, with, especially iTunes. Uh, they, you know, they kind of clowning us a little bit, but yeah, that's how you do it. <clears throat> Uh, you can find us yeah, pretty much any social media, Twitter's Instagram, SFP Radio. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Oh, yeah. uh, my donor, mention yeah. that. If you're not a heart, if you're not an organ donor, please go ahead and uh, go down to your local DMV or look for your like local Life Share or Life Net, whatever they call it in your area. It's not to be an organ donor because guess what? You kick the bucket, you don't need it. Don't that's take right. it to the grave with you. Come on. All right, guys, and uh, again, thanks again for tuning in and appreciate. Uh, Alan McCoy from Hookline and Heroes. Again, great organization. Share your your funds as much as you can with him so that he can share the love of Jesus with others. Again, thanks for tuning in. And as always, keep looking up. <laughs>